For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, episode, this is the third episode of Nate Land. We're, we're on to something. Uh, we're rolling. I uh, thank you for everybody. You know, this is the first podcast we've done where we've actually the episodes have been out. Uh, we've seen how you know the response, and I mean it's been good. You know, we it's everybody's been positive. I think right, like uh, so. Thank you for everybody that's been watching, and everybody's been everybody gets that we're you know I, I imagine beginning of every podcast is. Uh, to you got to figure out what you're doing, the system, how we're going to do it. And uh, I think we're figuring out. We've kind of stumbled on an idea. Like, it's almost like the theme of a podcast, you know? It's tough to, because it's like, what are you going to do? Like, there's interviews, there's whatever. And then, so we have a, a new formula that we're trying this time. And it's, it's Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> <laughs> It's for students. I like we have a so we have a lot of papers. I like papers. I'm a fan. You really feel like you're getting something done. Yeah, it you feels know. like you know when you stack them, it feels nice. Uh, we have this new sticker that we put on the table. See if that we just try stuff. Yeah, we just put stuff out there, man. And see if it works. You know, mm -hmm. we met knows? a fan yesterday. You podcast? met a fan. We did. We did. Remember when we were at lunch and the guy came, hey, listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where was it? Oh, yes. The guy we met yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not a big... I don't like talking to the fans <laughs> out in the public now. <laughs> yeah, very nice guy. Yeah. Uh, Didn't know my name, but... Yeah, he called him Matt. Called Brian Matt. <laughs> so he said, Nate and Matt? Yeah. Wasn't sure and uh, went with Matt. And so I don't feel like you look like a Matt. But and uh, I was he's like, say, he's, that's a pretty good guess. He said, it's not uh, a bad guess. He said, I don't know why I thought your name was Matt. And they said, Well, we got an Aaron. He's like, Oh, yeah, I know Aaron. I love Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but his name was Ben. I know him. But then when he left, he's like, What was your name one more time? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I should have said Worf. He was very Worf. nice. See if he's a real fan of the. You know, <laughs> does he dive deep? Like, did you go back to episode one? Yeah. You one of those real fans? <laughs> like,. <laughs> Are you just a new guy that shot, showed up in episode two? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, he, yeah, he was very nice. And uh, what's Satco? Uh, San Antonio Taco. They have out, outdoor eating. Yeah, spread out. Uh, spread out. And I'm a huge San Antonio Taco fan. Really? 
Yeah, I'm a, it's my favorite. I would go, we'd always go to after Vandy uh, football games. Because it's right by the games. campus there, right? Yeah. I used to work right around the corner from there. We'd go there for lunch all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Where'd you work at? On Music Row. Oh, yeah. Just like yeah. doing music stuff? Just doing big. <laughs> it's very vague. Yeah, 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 you know, Music Row. Like, yeah. I, worked, I worked at a company that had nothing to do with music, but we were on Music Row. So would y'all make everybody furious that y'all were on Music Row? Well, we would get, this is truly, once a week, somebody would walk in thinking we were a music place. Yeah. And like some guy would show up. He's like, I'm from Texas. This is my CD. Like I drove all the way here trying to yeah. make it. It would. <laughs> He's already off to the wrong start. Exactly. Like, yeah. I guess he just thinks you just walk in random places and give them your music. Yeah. And we would take it. We'd be like, all right, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. We had nothing to do with music. Yeah. But that, what was the company called? It was called 16 Digital. It was a. I mean, oh, I'd believe that. Then. Yeah, I would think that's. And what, I, what did y'all do? We were a social media company. Oh. Yeah. All right. But yeah. if you just think Music Row, they're all studios. You know, yeah. they'll just show up and yeah. somebody will buy them. I mean, it's got to be all day long, those guys are just, and people are driving in, just going, mm-hmm. like, this is my dream. Yeah. I, I typed in, you know, I'm from, I drove from Texas, mm-hmm. typed in Music Row. Yeah. And then just drove. Which no. one of these looks like a 16 digital? <laughs> that sounds like the place I need to be. The guy's like, I'll go there because that's positively music. Yeah. And then I'll, the other ones, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, my dentist is on music. I think it's Music Row. I don't know. <laughs> I never know. I got another thing that I go there. I went. I still give them my CD. Uh, when I go in, there was. I there's. A, they have a music thing at, in, in like across the hall from them, from the dentist, and uh, they do. Uh, I saw. I saw people in there yesterday talking about music, and I thought about it. I think I can write a song. I think it, I, and I think it's super insult. I'm not trying to be insulting to the music writers, but it I is. think, but it can't be. As comedians, we write jokes. <laughs> We're writers. I've written shows. I've written like I know how to write. So like, why could we not write a song? A, a song is a story, right? Like that's the all. lyrics to a song. You say yeah. you could write the lyrics. The lyrics that I don't listen to. I'm yeah. not. I, I'm not saying I'm good. But so that's why it even makes me think I could do it even more. The, I think I could write the lyrics. I could write a song. But not, no musical element to it, just the lyrics. I, I can't sing. I played okay. the trumpet when I was in seventh grade, so I might throw some trumpet in there. <laughs> I might, whatever. And when I would give my song to people, I would just be like, there's just one thing. Mm-hmm. I would like a little trumpet. And then I would see what, and they'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> like that, that would be the deal breaker yeah. for them, is that I would be like, I played <laughs> trumpet very briefly. And don't even really care about the trumpet. You know why I played the trumpet? I wanted to play the saxophone. Saxophone, when I was in high school, saxophone was the instrument. It was the one to do. It was so cool, but it was expensive, and my parents couldn't afford it. So they could only afford a trumpet. And then they got all their friends. Then we had a friend that played the trumpet, and they had him come give me a big talk about how the, cool the trumpet is. <laughs> so, like, they're just trying to trick me into being like, he's like, I played the trumpet, and it was, I mean, it was a cool. And, and I was like, yeah, maybe it was cool. Like, and the saxophone was cool, but my parents couldn't afford it. So, why was the saxophone cool? Is that when Bill Clinton was playing it? Yeah, it would have been, uh, yeah, it would have been <laughs> 90s. Like, so I get mean, on Arsenio, seventh yeah, grade, exactly. yeah. Saxophone was just cool. It was. It it's was, still pretty cool. Saxophone's still yeah. pretty cool. Trumpet's up there now. Trumpet's cool. What mm-hmm. do you play? I played the xylophone in high school. Well, I know, but you play a lot of instruments, don't you? Yeah, drums, guitar, piano. So if he wrote the lyrics, you could put the music together. 
He can't be that good. I, I feel like I've never heard him play. <laughs> I, mean, I think we got something right here. I know, but I've never heard him play. Well, I've never heard you write a poem. But I know? have written jokes. That's true. And then, yeah. but now that you're like, well, I can play everything. You seem like a, like that makes me worry that I'm not great at anything. I'm okay. pretty good at a lot of different stuff. Well, really? he's a great songwriter. So I'm yeah. a great songwriter. You've never written a joke that rhymed. <laughs> I mean, the dead horse joke is is a is a beautiful. That'd be a beautiful song. Yeah, it's iambic it's pentameter. It's yeah. written in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, it might maybe be the new song for this uh, this show. Be just you. You write a theme song for it? No, I'm just saying maybe we have you. You're do you do all your you do a little okay. bit of everything. You get a couple. Do you have all those instru- instruments? At your I don't house? have a xylophone at the house. <laughs> do you have I've, everything else? I've got I've got a guitar. Did and you a bell keyboard. on the xylophone? It, I never got good at the xylophone because you could never. I could never practice at home. I don't know how, like who has a xylophone in is that their house. The, what is a xylophone? The thing. Yeah, you it was technically joke? a marimba, where it's just wooden block. It's oh, like a piano, marimba. but you hit it with Burma. He's got a joke about it. It's a prop comic. He plays it on his phone. <laughs> you bring it out. <laughs> not a, not a, <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever done it on stage? No. Ah, do you want to? If I had a no, I wouldn't. But yeah, I've never done a show where a xylophone is around. Yeah. But if some, if you walked in, I've done shows. I mean, I've done a show at a high school where they would have all this stuff. If they had a trumpet nearby, would you pull it out? No, nah, I couldn't do the yeah. trumpet now. Like, uh, I, I mean, I could barely do it in seventh grade. Uh-huh. But if they were like, we need a songwriter, anybody? Would you like? <laughs> yeah, I I'm a marine it. biologist. I would say I could be a songwriter. <laughs> I would be like, I think if they needed a songwriter immediately, and there's no songwriters. I think I would be in big demand as at least being a writer. I've written. I would tell them that. <laughs> I've written stuff before. That's what I would stand up. Hello. I've wrote things in the past. And they would be like, oh, that's good enough. And then I would go up there and I would just do my act. I would just just do like... Try a, to sing it? I would just do like a Tonight Show set, like a five minute. I would find a five... Which the dead horse story is five minutes long. I did it all, all in one Tonight Show. So that's, a, I mean, how long is a song? Four three, and a half minutes. Three and a half minutes. So I cut some stuff out, yeah, throw some rhymes fat. in. Yeah. I, dead horse, I say divorce and dead horse. Those <laughs> rhyme in the thing. I mean, I don't know how this is not going to be a one. song. There's one. Yeah. There's one rhyme. Yeah. It's a journey. Uh, all right. Uh, so... Uh, one thing we, we we did watch something, and uh, it's we all watched. I don't know if anybody's if, if people at home have seen the the perfect bid, uh, the price. It's it's on. I think it's on Netflix or no? It's YouTube. on. It's on YouTube and Amazon YouTube Prime and Amazon Prime, and two sponsors. No, <laughs> we get big sponsors. Uh, Amazon Prime is our sponsor of this show. Uh, we so the perfect bid is a great documentary. About, I think it's on Netflix, too. The, it's a great documentary about a guy uh, that was a Price was Right contestant. And they thought he was cheating because he knew all the prices. He just, like, was a guy. Because, you know, when you watch that show, when you watch <clears throat> Price is Right, I mean, it's like a can of beans. How much is it? And then, you know, it's like, I mean, you think people would be great at it. Or, like, how much a couch is or something. But they're not. But this guy was, like, a photogenic... <laughs> Right? Is that photogenic? Well, he was just... No, wait. Is that how you say that? Photographic. Now, what do you yeah. say? 
Yeah, he was very photogenic. This he guy, was, very, it was a looker. Yeah, photogenic's not He was not I mean, that photogenic, but no. yeah, I want to throw that out. What's the, when the memory thing? Photographic memory? Photographic memory. There you go. Photogenic memory. Yeah. This guy was not photogenic, so therefore he had a yeah. lot of free time to <laughs> memorize uh, prices, and he kept it like a spreadsheet. Yeah. Uh, and he just memorized them all, and then he caused a lot of trouble for them. He wasn't doing anything illegally. Um, just was too good at his job, basically. That's how I look at like counting cards with casinos. Yeah, like that where they get mad. Like it's not illegal. I've always thought that. Yeah. Why is yeah. why is I'm just too I'm just good yeah. at the game. Yeah. I don't know. They don't like it, and it's it's like you've created a system. It's a it's a pro it's a problem for these casinos. But like I don't like why don't like why couldn't you just go in and go I am counting cards in my head. I'm not touching the cards. Yeah. I'm just counting them. And what are you going to do? I feel like if you walked into a casino and had like a camera crew with you, like, you know, and you're like, we're going to, I'm counting cards and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it's not illegal. And then like, just see what they do, you know, as you get murdered. But I, casinos maybe still do that. Take people in back rooms and I don't I bet know if that do. really goes on, but. I don't know. I mean, yeah, now would be the perfect time to do it because you can't do stuff like that. That's how. I bet they still do it though. What? I bet you got to go to the right casino. Yeah, you're gonna go to some casino down the down the way down the strip at mm-hmm. the other end. You don't go count cards there. They're like, yeah, we still do that stuff. <laughs> We're old. You got to go to MGM, mm-hmm. the Win. Like, go to a nice one that's like we can't afford to do this to you. But yeah, I never understood why don't they let them. Like, why is it not like just just say it? It's almost like being sneaky is the problem with it. Versus if you walked in and go, I am counting these cards. I'm doing something legal. And I agree. I'm, I'm going to do it. You think they'd be fine with it if you were just up front? And I'm saying like, it gives you a better chance. Than being, when you're sneaky is when they go, uh, well, are you, what else are you doing? But if you just come in and go, I'm a, I'm a card counter, and that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to see if I can beat the game by counting. Like, how's that not a strategy? You just tell the dealer when you sit down, just <laughs> yeah. letting you know. I'm just counting. heads up. How you doing, everybody? I'm counting cards. You got a little slower than normal. I yeah. appreciate it. I'm new. I'm new. Yeah. <laughs> it's my it's first, first time. We'll try this. First time we'll try. Are you good at it? I don't know. We're going to find out. And then you. Hang on. What was that before you throw it back? Yeah. What was that? Oh, cool. But this, the, the Price is Right guy, it, it couldn't happen now, right? Because he, he back in the day, because. You know, once something aired on television, it didn't air again for a week. They would reuse prizes on the prices, right? And they don't do that anymore because of this guy. Yeah. Right? Wasn't that part of this it? This and DVR. Yeah. So this guy, that guy had a big spreadsheet, <clears throat> kept track of everything. Yes. Yeah, just dominated. But, I mean, the, so the final thing is, he's not even up there, but another guy's doing the showcase showdown, and he yells out the exact right amount. It's like 20-something thousand. He's figured it out. And the guy nails it. And I feel bad because the woman that he was competing against, she came within 400 and something dollars of getting hers right. Hers was $30,000. That's an incredible bid. And she knew she probably had it. And then yeah. this guy gets exactly right. Well, people wouldn't listen to him. And then they, some of them would figure out, too, like, to, like listen to this guy. Because that was where he was the most damaged to the game. It wasn't him playing the game. Right. It was him yelling this stuff out. And once people realized that, like, oh, you should be listening to this guy, this guy knows. Because everybody just yells all these crazy things, and this guy was just yelling the exact amount. 
And once, like, you would see some people like catch on to it mm-hmm. and be like, that guy knows what he's doing. And then they would listen to him. How do you think you would do Price is Right? Do you know the price of milk? Uh, no. I, uh, would you listen to your wife $3? if she was yelling? How much is milk? $3? I used to think, you know, uh, my iced coffee with milk joke, that had one part of it that came from an old way. I would say milk was not, milk is not in your life unless a woman is in your life. Like, you go, you have milk growing up because your mom always making you drink all this milk. And then you go to college or you live on your own. You never buy milk. Milk's just gone. And then you get married again and milk is right back into your life. Like, guys just tend to not do milk. You just don't think to buy it, I think. Oh, I don't think that at all. Well, you're a 50-year-old, 100-year-old man. (laughs) I think single guys eat cereal three meals a day. Cereal's the only thing, but I don't. But I, I don't. I don't know what they do. I think they eat, eat breakfast. You know, I, I just I just debunk that joke. No, the joke <laughs> stands to this day. It's still good. It was good in the eighties. It's still good now. Uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know. I don't know how I would do on prices right. I, I you know, I don't. I mean, it's. I know you. It seems like a simple game. But it's like, how much are these beans? I mean, no one knows. Like, mm-hmm. no one's paying that much. It's not like it's a rich or poor problem. It's not like there's poor people on it. They're like, I know all the prices of these. It's all weird things that, you know, it's funny. It's two people. Remember that? Who was that guy we met that won a car? That's right. His name was Kramer. His name was Kramer, which is unbelievable. His real, his real name's Kramer. Yeah. And he was like a Kramer from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was the manager at the time at Stardome in Birmingham. Okay. And he uh, was taking us around for media, and he's like, yeah, I went on The Price is Right. Well, we were walking back to the car, and he's like, look at my license plate. And it had like a Price is Right thing, and he said, oh. I won that on The Price is Right. And he won the whole thing. Won the whole thing. Showcase showdown. Wow. Yeah. yeah. How long ago? It had uh, been a few years, but I, it's on YouTube. I looked yeah. it up. Okay. He Because he talked about, too, like when those guys win, you have to pay taxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like So people have big trouble... Like if they win the money, or if they win these prizes on Prices Right, I mean, some people have to just sell the car, I guess, or they have to. Like you can buy it, like. But it's it's kind of interesting to think like, oh, this person's won all this stuff, and then maybe they don't even get to get it because they can't afford. I had someone else. My, I talked to my neighbor about it. My neighbor's saying on uh, that home makeover show that they used to do, they would redo someone's house. And then after they re after they left, they would go reappraise the home, and then their taxes would go up, <laughs> and then like people would be now I don't I didn't look it up to see if that was true or not, but I'd heard that too. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty crazy to be like you think oh I'm gonna get this free like nothing's you know when like people get cash on you always uh, some game shows like you win a hundred dollars cash and they never would get the actual cash. Mm-hmm. I, I did uh, I did one. A game show. I forget who Jeff. I want to say Jeff Die hosted it on MTV, and we would tell people would go into stores, and it, it was on MTV, and would see how long they could stay in there before they got kicked out. And so you would tell them to do crazy oh, I remember things. That. Yeah, you would tell them to do crazy things, and then if they could do, if they would do them all, if they said no, then they're out of the game. And if they do them, then they get money. And you'd always say like, oh, you get like a hundred bucks cash, but they would never get the cash. And it was like always like so you're like just give them the cash like the whole point of this game is like they can walk away and be like I got this cash instead of like being some weird 
instead of we get 100 bucks, they get $63, you know, and it's a check and it comes later. But I remember the, I had the, my funniest moment on there was we, they, we went to this candy store and I told this girl, I had her go around asking people because she wasn't 18 to buy her the candy cigarettes. <laughs> So anybody else that she'd go in, she'd go up to adults and go, I can't afford to buy these. Will you buy these cigarettes for me? And they're like, I mean, they're candy. Like anybody can buy them. And they're like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 18. So can you buy me these cigarettes? And so she would ask everybody. It's kind of fun. Yeah. And I had her do the milk joke. Uh, I go, hey, tell this milk thing. Workshop this for I go, try this. That guy seems like he would get this milk thing. Uh, so you don't think it's a rich poor thing on price right? You think celebrities like they have celebrity who wants to be a millionaire mm-hmm. or family fee? You think celebrities would do just as well on prices right? I don't know if they would do just as well. I'm just I'm just saying like it's not like there's a mom on prices right that's like buying milk every day, being like I'm like just <laughs> crushing it. Like she goes shopping or something and then she knows all the prices. I don't think it's that. Isn't that used as a litmus test for like politicians for how relatable they are? Yeah, I feel like that's used all the time. You don't even know what a gallon of milk costs, right? Yeah, you know. And most people are like, I don't know what a gallon. Like, yeah. When you think, I mean, because you're not ever gonna. I'm sure there's a time where you see how much milk. I mean, there is some people that I think get mad when milk goes up. Like they notice that, like milk is five dollars now or whatever. You know, how much is milk? Do you know how much milk? I is? I don't know how much milk is. I'm gonna get I'm how much is milk. Three seventy nine. Oh, you asked the woman. Oat milk is three dollars. What about what oat milk is? What about gas? Do you notice gas prices? I do. Yeah. You know what gas? Uh, I remember the what's the cheapest you've ever seen gas? I remember seeing gas uh, for sixty nine cents. Wow, was the cheapest I ever saw gas. And I, I and I was driving, and I and I remember <laughs> the I, guy just hadn't put the two up yet. Yeah, and he went yeah, by. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was way more than it seemed. Uh, but I remember filled it up. I remember putting. I would put five dollars in my car. Like that's all I, you would put, and it'd be half a tank. Ten was a full tank, and that was you know you put five dollars. And that was in high school. I mean, it sounds now it sounds like I grew up in the thirties. Like, but it was. I remember it being sixty nine cents, and I just remember thinking, man, because it was always under a dollar. I think was what it was, and then but sixty nine cents. I was like, it was in Murfreesboro, and I saw it, and I and I went and filled up because I was like, <laughs> you, you're like you have to. But that's when you're now. I fill my car up. That's a very a, an adult thing versus a kid thing. Is like. Adult is like you just always fill your car up, mm. and then when you're in high school or in college, I mean, you're just putting in the basically enough to get you to the next gas station. Like yeah. it's like you're never really throwing all your money in it. I think you're always hoping your parents somehow drive your car, like or or something happens where you're like they give you gas money somehow. But I remember what's the cheapest you do you remember? Thirty two cents. Really? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't really. I don't know if the cheapest. I don't think I notice it until it gets below like two dollars. Because now sometimes you know it's pretty cheap right now. There's places like Lebanon, dollar eighty seven, dollar eighty seven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I there's a there's a gas station in in L A. and my buddy Travis would always point it out. It's like right in, it's kind of in Beverly Hills, but it's uh it's kind of it's in the middle, kind of on its own, and it's he's always like five dollars. He's always Maybe two dollars above everybody else, 
And it's so like it, you're almost like the audacity of this guy. He just doesn't care because it's like you could just drive a little bit more, and it would not. It's unreasonable how expensive this is. And you see people there because I think he's just like he's in Beverly Hills. He's like, look, these people don't know how much gas costs, uh-huh. and they so he just puts it up for more. And then it's it's a I think it's a BP or Mapco or something. And it's I always see it, and I've never when Travis pointed it out to me. I noticed it, and I was like, God, that's so funny that this dude just is like, whatever, man. I'm just charging more. I don't really understand price gouging, but I remember when I worked at the TV station uh, and prices went way up for gas, people would call complaining like, there's a guy selling it for three twenty nine, and everywhere else around it across the street, it's 80 cents cheaper. I don't think that's price gouging. Like, why wouldn't you just go to those other places? I think price gouging is when you have no other choice. Yes. I'm looking at... Yeah, well, I remember seeing gas stations would be more expensive than be across the street. And then you would still see people over there. Like, so, you you know, it might be like 329, and then across the street would be like 319. Mm -hmm. And so you'd be like, well, why why would you not just go to 319? And then, I mean, people would still be at the 329, because I don't know if they would even notice, or they would even care. Like, What would make you choose the one that's slightly more expensive? Is there anything about the gas station that would make you go, I'm willing to pay? If his wife told him to go to the cheaper one. Uh, Yeah, that's what she'd want. (laughs) But it's, I would, mine would be, if I feel like I'm getting duped, that's when I don't do it. So, like, if I saw them across the street from each other, and say it's the same kind of gas, gas station... Uh, I would be like, well, I'm going to the cheaper one just because I'm I'm not an an idiot, and I feel like you're making me feel like an idiot. I get very like if I feel like you're duping me on purpose, then I then I go to the other. You would one. feel like an idiot if you spent one more cent a gallon. Not one more cent, like ten cents. Oh, like, ten cents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ten cents is his idiot cut yeah. off. Ten cents is like Eight? what am I? I don't know, man. Yeah, I could go one. either way. Come on, <laughs> who do you think I am, dude? Ten yeah, cents. Ten cents more. <laughs> that adds up the gallons. I can never tell anybody what a gallon is. Like, how many, when they ask your car, they're like, uh, how many gallons you get? Uh, like a mile? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, they're like, how many gallons is in your, in your car? And I'm like, I have, I don't know. I've never known, like, that kind of mileage. Like, you know, if a car is like, this gets this many miles to the gallon, it's like, that never, reg- you know. Yeah. They should come up with a better way. They should just be like, this car cost $40 to fill up. That that's how they should sell cars, and you'd be like, "That's pretty good. That's pretty good." I don't think they want you even thinking about you got to spend money on gas. Yeah, yeah. So they do it like they break it down. That that's like what about a rental car? I've started doing when I would rent uh, with Avis. They do a. Uh, I, I try to rent Avis when I rent cars. Uh, they were renting cars ten years ago when you could actually go out in public. Uh, but they're in when I did Avis, they do it. You can do a thing where you prepay to fill it up, and you just have to have it to empty for it to be worth it. But I like that. Like I always love that. So you don't have to because you know trying to find a gas station somewhere else. But I mean, they charge. You know, if you don't fill your car up and you return it, I mean, they will be like, it's like seven dollars a gallon. It's like something that's ridiculous. Yeah, where it's more than the car. You know. That you're like, I forgot. And they're like, ah, all right. That's a, they're like, some guy walks out with a cigar and tuxedo. Like, he's like, ah, he's been making a living, which is so crazy. Why do they charge? Why is it that much more? I have no idea. You know, what's the system with that? Let's, we'll get to the bottom of that and in investigating series of Nate Land where we go, excuse me, 
Avis. Uh, you were talking about celebrities. Could they? Here's what I, I uh, a joke idea that I had, but I thought with like uh, with celebrities like making money. Like I was thinking like Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom Cruise lives in a. I've been, by the way, I've been going through Mission Impossible. I'm going through them all. Okay. Uh, back through them all. They're great. He does all his own stunts. I watched a whole YouTube video on that. He like, and it's pretty crazy the stunts he's willing to do. I mean, this guy is basically a walking Walmart. Like he's he's his name's on a movie and it's going to make a billion dollars. So it's like they he has to be protected and. I mean, Tom Cruise, you think about how famous he's been. His, I mean, his whole life he's been famous. I mean, there's no reality he lives in. Like, you know, and I'm not saying, I think he, you always hear he's a great guy. I think he's a nice, like, from all the stuff you see, everybody says he's, anybody I've uh, met that knew him, uh, or I, I, people I know that have met him, they're always like, he's amazing, dude. Like, someone met him, and the guy told him, he's like, just so you know, when you meet him, you're going to be like, oh, we're best friends, and he's the greatest guy ever. Because he's that, he's like that much engaged with you. When he talks to you, he really looks at you and like remembers you, and like he's just got a wonderful, just a wonderful person. But he, he can't, like if he goes into 7-Eleven and buy gum, and they're like, it's $2, like I don't know if he's going to even know like what it means, you know, like, if he's gonna be like, oh, it's two dollars. Right. Like I think if he walked in, you could be like, it's twenty seven dollars for gum, and and then he might be like, oh, it's a, it's a little bit cheaper than it was when I like, oh, <laughs> it's gone down. Like I don't think he would even would he even know twenty dollars is like, <laughs> is he gonna like his cash? And maybe he is. Maybe he's into money. Like maybe he thinks about money. But I mean, that's someone that's like, I don't know if you would ever even see the money coming in or out. Like, yeah. would you, you're, you're never seeing, like, here's your paycheck for this. It's just money gets put in. He has, you know, business people. Money gets put in, and then money is getting taken out. Like, where, you know, I don't know. Does he have any inkling of... There's a scene in Rain Man where he asks Dustin Hoffman how much a candy bar is. I think the doctor asked, and he says about $100. Yeah, Tom Cruise probably didn't even get why that was funny. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, I don't get this, but sure, it's in the line. Yeah, it's in the line. Hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. You think even back then? <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, probably back then. I mean, dude, he's been famous my whole life. I'm 41, and so yeah, probably my whole life. Mm-hmm. Been mega famous. So you're saying he's just so far removed from a normal life. He's like a corporation at this point. I think he is. All a the money coming in and out. He's not even seeing it. He, you know, he's not doing his own shopping. He's not going to, he can't. Know. Yeah. You know, like last dance, they talk about Jordan. Jordan would, uh, call a, a grocery store and they'd stay open for him. So he could come shop alone. I mean, it's that like, it's like Tom Cruise is that where like those guys, they can't go out. They can't go by themselves. It's it's too insane. Mm-hmm. You would see if if someone sees Tom Cruise, if you if a celebrity sees Tom Cruise, they're going to be nervous. Like someone else that's famous would be like, "Oh my gosh, it's Tom Cruise." You just can't be above that just because that guy has been in your face on everything for 30 years, 40 years. Like so there there's no way he can buy anything, dude. I mean, he can't He's not going to the store. Like he's not. That should be the next Mission Impossible. <laughs> just, yeah, Tom Cruise shopping. Be a shopping list. He goes, Can he do it? Here's your 
shopping list. Yeah. You have to make dinner for four. <laughs> do you accept this? What they, do you accept this submission? And he's like, oh. And then they go, your note will explode in five. He's like, I gotta memorize the whole list. I think and you just say no. He says, I can't do it. <laughs> it's the first it, one I'm not taking. That would be a good show to have super rich people. And have them go, have them go buy, do regular things. That's the thing that I don't understand. Like when you know, like when celebrities, like people, like listen to celebrities for like things that are important, like advice or whatever. And to me, it's like that's why I don't get it. Like people need to realize you're like they don't live in your world. Like they don't understand. Some of them get so far removed. That they're, 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 nothing they do is normal. Nothing. And it's not, I'm not even blaming them. I mean, some of them can't go out in public without getting mobbed. Like, that's got to be exhausting to, like, always just everywhere you go is just people. You know, Taylor Swift just gets, she wants to go to the store. She can't. She's got to just, they get, like, our, you know, Brad Pitt, like, would watch, uh, he watched Tom Segura's special. Like, and we, some, I heard that. I was talking to Tom about, it. like, someone find out. He's like, I'm a big fan of Tom Segura. And they're like, why are you watching stand-up? And he's like, well, I can't go anywhere. Like, so I just watch Netflix all day. And you're like, yeah, because wow. he, he can't do anything. I mean, Brad Pitt's another one. Like, Brad Pitt, you know, and I'm not saying these guys are not even normal guys. I think there are good, nice guys. But I'm saying there's, there's just things that they would never even, he doesn't know how to, like, his if his water bill is paid, like... You know what I mean? Like he's not going to even know. Like what? Like you think what those you, guys mow their own lawn? You think any of them? I are bet you like, could I'm find gonna... someone that randomly like is just like I want to do something that's normal. Yeah. And then they maybe choose to do it. But I mean, I think they asked the guy that mows their lawn, "Can I mow it today?" <laughs> like I don't think it's. Can I push that? Yeah. He's like, "Do you mind if I do a little bit of it?" And the guy's like, "Sure." And like you know, I'm. I think the guy that mows it is there, and watches the kid watches. Brad Pitt mow the grass and then <laughs> he puts the stuff away. Like he, I lets, think he, he lets he, him drive and he's yeah. behind him. He sits in his lap like he just and Brad Pitt's in like a guy's lap. Now turn now, turn, turn, like, turn, 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 turn. turn, turn. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, yeah, I don't think I don't think they're doing. I, I mean, it'd be very interesting. I mean, look, I've been around. Oh, here we I, go. I, I know. Here we go. Let me tell you something. I have a lot of money. I'm a billionaire and. No, I've been around billionaires. I've talked like I knew uh, Paul Allen, uh, <clears throat> who's a wonderful, wonderful person, invented computers. I, I knew him like I uh, I did a show for him. like you'd meet because we get do these shows and these shows are crazy. So you'd be around Paul like, and I mean Paul's was like just like a like a world. I, I did this crazy cruise where I did a show, uh, which I think here. I always never know if I'm, you were, it was like a thing that I had to like sign a thing. You couldn't talk about it, that I did it. But Quincy Jones was on it and then he talked about it in a Rolling Stone interview. So it's out. But so I did this cruise where I, uh, I got hired just to be a comedian on this cruise. And Paul Allen was put together, he wanted to do a, a, this kind of cruise that whereas like basically people that are super famous and a lot of them wealthy that can't take normal vacations. And he and he and he got. It was like a, a group of very awesome people that got together. And it was people that were you know tech people, and there were celebrities on it. And I was hired just to be honest. So it was in. Uh, we flew to Vietnam. My wife went, and we got on a cruise ship that he rented out. So it was like two hundred people on this cruise ship, and uh, he just rented. And they told us he wanted to invest. 
Like the Wi-Fi. I watched, you know, when North Carolina and Villanova play Villanova won the championship. I watched that in the South China Sea. And we they had it on Wi-Fi. And their Wi-Fi was not great. So he just invested in the company and then upgraded their Wi-Fi. <laughs> like it was like it's so it's like it's like stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? Where like their brain doesn't think like I wish the Wi-Fi was better, and like they try to do something. He's like, "I'll make it better, and I'll just in, get into your company." And uh, Paul was an—I mean, it was an amazing dude. Like, you know, the the little bit that I was around him and knew him was very nice. Was into like loved, like would talk to me about comedy. Would like talk with jokes. He loved musicians. Like he played too. He's like you probably did not as much as not as talented as you are because you did everything. And then. Uh, so, but we would meet all these crazy, you know, I, just crazy people, dude. Like that was, and I remember doing, I, I did the show and it was like a crazy show to do. Cause I, I was so nervous with like, cause we're in the South and everybody in that I'm performing for is just famous or wealthy. Like it's just, you know, and you are a little worried that you're like, I'm going to be, how are you going to be relatable uh-huh. to these people? But it worked out, and it was great. And like, uh, I mean, I met, I mean, Joe Walsh from the Eagles was on it. Uh, super fun dude, very funny. He's very, and he loves comedy. Uh, I mean, there's, I don't know if I'd be naming it. Like, there's a ton of people that was. On it. <laughs> it was you know, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. No, they were not on it. Uh, I wish they were. Uh, but it was an amazing Quincy Jones. Like he was on it. Like talked to him a little bit. I mean, he's like you know super old. But like you're like doing that. And then we ended up staying the whole time on the cruise. They asked me to do another set because I was supposed. We were supposed to fly off, but it like went. The show went good, and Paul was like, "Oh, why don't you and your wife stay?" Because it was like a nine day thing. And then so now we're staying. Now it's now it's fun. You're kind of talking to everybody. It's like normal. Uh, and you're doing all this stuff. Quentin Tarantino was on it. Oh, uh, wow. He was very fun. He After I did my second set, I saw him right when I got off. And uh, he just went up to me. He goes, oh, how'd it go? And I was like, oh, it was good. And he was like, I'm just kidding, man. I watched it. It was great. <laughs> like, it was like, he was like very fun like that. Yeah. Uh, but they, um, it was like this amazing uh, group of people. But it, it's a group of people that don't like... No, I heard Paul talk about someone. He told someone it was like a French director, like someone that's huge. And he's telling him like, he goes, "Oh, I, uh, I." So he goes, "My NFL team. I have the Seattle Seahawks. I own an NFL." He's like explaining it to him, and it was so funny just to hear it. Like I like, you know, like the draft was about to happen. I'm like trying to ask him questions about the draft. Like, what are they going to do? And. Uh, and he's like explaining to someone like, oh, well, I have a team, an NFL team. And so we play football. And he's like explaining the guy's like, oh, okay. Well, how's that? Like, and he's just like, and the guy's like truly interested in like, it would be like my daughter plays softball and I, or plays baseball and I, uh, I run the team, I sponsor the team. It would be something like that. But he's talking about the Seahawks <laughs> and you're just sitting there watching them like, just like be like, oh, okay, like. It was uh, I don't know I don't know what this story might be uh, anyway this that it was an amazing but being around those guys uh-huh. like that he's in a different world man like he's not obviously he's a yeah. he's a billionaire he's I mean he's in another it's just I don't know money is just not I, the meaning of money is not the same to them 
you know, but I think it means something to them. They do want the money, but their money comes in. Like, you got to think, like, if you get a check for, if you make $1,000 a week, I mean, they make, you know, Patrick Mahomes, they broke down his thing. He's going to make like a million dollars a week <coughs> mm-hmm. or something like in, for his new contract. Like, that's like, so a check comes in for $1 million every week. There's a point they get used to seeing that money. You get used to seeing a million dollars a week. So you're not even like, wow, I can't believe this is another million. You know, you're like, whatever. You probably, you could have a one that you have that you forgot to cash. Like, you could have one. Can you imagine having a million dollar check and you're like, did we put that in? And then if you lose it, you're like, I don't know. I might have lost a couple million here. And there. Like, if you have, you know, we're talking about Jeff Bezos. I mean, he's got, what's his net worth? Like, it fluctuates. Uh, let's pull it up here. $150 billion. Well, close. according to Forbes, I guess it depends on the stock market. Uh, let's see here. A couple days ago, it was at $196 billion is what they had his net worth. Now it has 181 I think it's based on oh, see, he, how Amazon's <laughs> who's doing. Bernard he had a tough day. He Arnold. lost $18 billion in net worth. Who's, who's Bernard? All right, let's find out. So I think we all know the other three here. Yeah. And, what does this guy do? Oh, he owns Louis Vuitton, Sephora. He owns a bunch of oh, yeah. luxury brands like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he bought Tiffany Company. Uh, first ring I ever bought my wife was at Tiffany and Company. It was a two hundred dollar. I went in and bought the cheapest ring they had. Did you ask for the cheapest ring? I, and I was. I mean, I gave the vibe off of <laughs> this guy. They they didn't walk me over to some other counters i was waiting tables in chicago when i started comedy and uh i bought i think she still has the ring and i bought her a tiffany because i heard she i you know where you hear like your (laughs) girl mentions something and uh my wife's not into like super materialistic she doesn't really care about stuff but i just heard her like it was i knew it was a nice thing and i think i heard her say something and i bought a ring at tiffany company so i i'm part of that 110 billion is what i'm saying $200 $200 of it. And he would be like, I oh, appreciate it, man. Thank <laughs> Like, you know, if I told him that, how you doing, Mr. Uh, Arnott and your family, I would love to. <laughs> and your family. And your family. Uh, I, I have, I'm a part of the Tiffany family. I bought $200 ring from you in 2003, I believe. Maybe four. I don't know. You might guys can look that up. Uh, but I'm excited for your success. <laughs> you know, and he's. You're great. welcome. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. And he's like, oh, man, I really appreciate, you know, that means a lot. You know, that's how we get where we get is about a $200 at a time. <laughs> like he's, And then his security tasers me and I go down. Uh, so these guys are all, in, I mean, the top three man. are over $100 billion. Uh, I mean, like, so a, a billion dollars yeah. is, you know, like for you to live a life of that you can do whatever you want. I don't know what you need, like, you know. He's got a lot of instruments, so. Yeah, you got a lot of money to fly out the, the door. Uh, like, if you got $10 million, if someone gave you $10 million, is that enough? Like, it, if you're 30 years old, is $10 million enough to be like, you're good. You don't have to work. Because what people don't realize, too, is like, you're, what, you're, the way you live goes up. Like, the way you... You go buy a nicer house. You live in a different neighborhood. You have a different car. Like, so, like, people think, like, if you're, like, some guy's in an apartment by himself, he's like, dude, I could live off $10 million easy. And then you're like, well, you're not going to stay in the, yeah, if you stayed in that apartment, you could. Like, 
But if you, I mean, you could live off more than two million. Not that, but you know. But if you go buy a million dollar home, if someone gives you ten million dollars, you're probably not, you're probably buying a two million dollar home. Well, now you're down to eight million, and then you're you know, and then milk is probably going to go <laughs> crazy. Gas is yeah. you're only you're only going to that one expensive <laughs> gas place because you can afford it. And you're just in out of reason. You go. I go to the one that's five dollars, and everybody's like, yeah. "Why would you not do the three dollar one?" And it's like, "Cause I have ten million dollars yeah. and spend time with a bunch of plebes yeah. down at the yeah. BP, yeah. dude. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, what I gotta get? Yeah, someone trying to sell me cigarettes in the parking lot. I go to the real deal. I saw this on uh, on Reddit yesterday about the, the a visualization of the difference between a million and a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm always fascinated by these. If you took uh, one million one dollar bills and you stacked them up and you laid them down on their side, that stack of one million one dollar bills would be about 120 yards long. So it take you. You know, a minute and a half. I, mean, to, I thought you were going to say the length of this table. <laughs> I mean, I, I was expected to be like, it would be, it's like this. And you're like, is it? It's a, like, a one million, one dollar bill. I'm just saying with my head, you, if you would have gave me a second, I would never have said 120 yards. Yeah. I was thinking you were going to be like a little more than this table. Yeah. And I would be like, wow, okay. And I would believe that. So that that's impressive. I thought you were setting us up to... About how small it would be. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, now, well, now let's say we have a, a so it takes about a how long to walk 120 yards? Maybe a minute and a half. It depends who's walking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you took one billion one dollar bills and stacked those up and laid it down on its side, how how long do you think that stack would be? I mean, it's got to be thousand yards or something. Yeah, Sixty eight miles. Sixty eight miles. Sixty eight miles long. So a little over a thousand yards. <laughs> I think a little bit over. A yeah. Little, yeah. It'd take you an hour to drive to the end of it. An hour. Okay. So that's the difference. You go from walking a minute and a half to driving for an hour. That's the difference between a million and a billion. If you go to a trillion, which people are talking oh, about boy, Jeff Bezos being a trillionaire, yeah. then that's sixty eight thousand miles, which is like two and a half times around the circumference of the earth. That's how long that stack of money is. Of dollar. You of, know. One, of one dollar bills, yeah. Pretty crazy. I mean, it would, yeah. It would be all the dollar bills. Like, would you not, <laughs> would, like, would dollar bills just be gone? Like, if some, if a trillionaire is like, I want all my money in dollar bills. And what are Singles, you gonna, please. Yeah, and, sing, and you're, what are you going to say? No? I mean, he's a trillionaire. He's like, the first one, obviously. And you can't, he's like, no, I control money. And so... We just all our dollar bills are out of circuit. Like everybody, you just see everything you have to buy in dollar bills. You're like, why are we having to pay in dollar bills now? Because this Jeff Bezos has Jeff all Bezos the ones. Wants all the ones. <laughs> he wanted to stack them up. It's a power move. There's no more change. You pay five dollars, you get five dollars back because they can't break it. They just have to go. <laughs> I have to just keep the five. Yeah. The whole system. Kroger just announced that they're not giving you change back anymore. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't have it. Like the Federal Reserve's not pretty, unless you go through self checkout, which makes me think they just won't. It's a way to get you to go through self checkout. Well, they don't want COVID. Wow. I would think not to touch. Yeah, does that have to do with coronavirus? I don't know. I just read the headline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I think it was you can. They can. You have two options. You can donate that change to charity, 
that they would have given you, or they put it on your your like your loyalty card. Yeah, that's but that's, that's what, insane. They do the charity. Them asking people, people ask for charity. These uh, <laughs> it's infuriating everywhere <laughs> they you go. Need charity. I you know what? I don't give to anything. No, <laughs> we I give stuff. We give stuff privately. You just yeah. give your things that you give, and you and you make sure that you give. Uh, what you? I mean, you try to do the right thing, and then. But like when you go to like any regular store and they're like, do you want to give this money? Hey, some of them you're like, I don't tr- like. Who are you giving this mm-hmm. to? Is it going to go somewhere? Like I, I always thought with charity, there's a weird. I have a weird thing with some charity, like cancer. All this <laughs> money's gone to cancer. They haven't solved any of it. Like they haven't. I mean, dude, how much money's raised? Look, Steve, if you look, how much money's been raised for cancer? I don't even want to. I mean, is it a trillion dollars? Like icky even doing this. And they haven't. Like, there's not like we've got. You know, we're close. Like, you'd be like, we're close. We're near cancer. I mean, there's not cancer. We're got like. I mean, there's a head start. If you get toe cancer, it's not even a problem anymore. Like, there should be something. How much money is raised each year for cancer research? So in 2018, the I mean the government paid 39 billion for uh, I I don't really have any idea. I'm yeah. looking. At. I don't know why I started to read that real confidently. I think they're making some advances on cancer. There's a lot of cancers though. I know, but solve one. We're all giving money to cancer. Have one be fixed. Why do we keep giving all this money to cancer? And it's we're getting nowhere. What do they need? Seventy like seventy billion will be the one that sends us over. Give it to one. Look, I don't know how science works, but I imagine let's write a check to one guy that's that's the best guy, and be like, here's all the money. Go solve the cancer. All right, there it is, right there. Look, where the where the cancer money's going? Oh, breast cancer. Why is it? How's that? Breast cancer is the most funded. Cancer research by a by a, wow a All factor right. of two. So let's not two of them. Look, Man. we might have my mom had kidney cancer and she's all right. She just well, uh, there you go. Caught it very early. A lot of money went to it. She actually got a check for twenty million dollars. So I didn't know where that came from, uh, <laughs> but now I see. Uh, I, I'm just look. Do I believe in can? No, I start saying. I just. It never made sense to me to think, like, we donate all this. Does, does that make sense? We donate all this money to something, and you're like, mm-hmm. I feel like we're nowhere with cancer. <laughs> like, it's it's still just brutal on everybody. And, like, you would think one of the cancers should be like, we got it. We figured it out. Like, it's, you know, I mean, how many people are working on this cancer? Like, they're doing, like, COVID vaccines. They're, like, getting somewhere because, I mean, uh-huh. they put a like, all the money, like everybody wants this COVID vaccine, so they're at least like you're seeing, like, all right, we're almost like at least some kind of a vaccine. And so with cancer, you're like, we've been raising money for cancer for 50 years. It's as long as Tom Cruise has been since <laughs> Tom Cruise's first movie, he's been just giving money to cancer. I mean, I just feel like we should be. Maybe we are. I mean, you know. I think we are. Yeah, I think you we've got. Like we're better. any better off than we were. 50 years ago I think, with cancer? I think we are, but it's been 50 years of just maybe billions and billions of dollars being thrown at the research. Uh-huh. I mean, you don't think there should be, like, it's solved? Like, this says, currently there's no cure for cancer, but recent advances in medicine and technology are helping move us closer than ever to a cure. Wow. There you go. There you go. Nice little statement for $100 trillion. <laughs> <laughs> just to be like, we're, we're getting there. And maybe we are getting there. 
What do I know, man? But I just, I'm just saying. If you gave me a billion dollars, I feel like I'd figure it out. If it said, Aaron, here's a billion dollars. You cure cancer, here's a billion dollars. I would. Can you make the xylophone more? (laughs) Can people move it around easier? Can you figure a way to have people travel with it? I could do it. In their pocket. In their pocket. For $1 billion. Yeah. You think you could do it? (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Would you make the. Instrument smaller, pants bigger. <laughs> you have a billion dollars, so you could go two different ways. How do you, how do you attack the problem? Do you go instrument small? Because I don't know if you really can. So you, then maybe you dive into the pant world, That's, which is something a billionaire does. Is they they think outside the they box. think outside the box. Uh, the and pants. you go and they go, oh, how'd you make it that small? You go, I didn't I didn't even touch the instrument. But have you seen pants lately? <laughs> Their pockets are gigantic. Their pockets are enormous. enormous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> problem. Yeah. Problem Here solved. We go. Uh, That's hilarious. It's a billion dollar idea right there. So I don't know. We got a cancer. <laughs> cancer yeah. solved. Here's uh, someone that we looked at that was interesting. El- uh, our uh, Pablo Escobar. Yep. Was on the Forbes list. Which if anybody watched Narcos, I'm. An enormous Narcos fan. Narcos is unbelievable on Netflix. Uh, I love like cartel. Like I don't know. I'm obsessed with like cartels. Like, I it's just so crazy to me. I think it's it's it feels like, you know, uh, I you know it always like stuck with me. I remember a long time ago. I was in near the Mexican border near Juarez. I was in, I think it's Arizona or New Mexico that whatever backs up to it. And I was, we were close to the words, but like you could go there. And this is like in, you know, I was probably 20 years old. And um, I remember seeing the news in my hotel room and they said, no one go to Juarez. It's a lawless place right now. <laughs> and I remember just seeing that in the news and I was like, that's crazy, dude. Like, I mean, I've never heard like that. And it was like, that was 20 years ago. And it was just always like, I don't know. I always think about that. But then you start now seeing these cartels and like the way it is down there, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, there was a, a guy that did narcos that was like a scout, like a location scout guy, was killed by the cartel. Like, how crazy is that? For he makes it's a Netflix show. It's not like they were doing some weird documentary. It's a Netflix show, and that guy was killed by the cartel. Like, it's like Man. you just can't go do anything there. Uh, but Escobar, so what do you, he, he was it, in 2019, he was his, if he were alive, his net worth would have been equivalent to 59 billion. So look at this list of who else he'd be right up there with, uh, Michael Bloomberg's currently worth 60 billion. Mackenzie Bezos, Jeff Bezos, ex-wife, 59.9. That's crazy. 50. She got, how much she got? She got $60 billion. She got, I think, thirty-six billion oh, in the divorce, and then she already had a billion. I guess she had some stock in Amazon or something. I don't know. Dude, how imagine that divorce? Is that is that bothering? You get a divorce, and she gets, and you're worth two hundred billion dollars. So she gets, or hundred, she gets half of his hundred some billion dollars. Like I, 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 I told my wife, I go look, <laughs> if we ever get a divorce, you're out of your mind if you think you're getting some of my billion dollars. Her argument is we don't have even nowhere near one billion dollars. <laughs> but I said, when, if I do get there, you're you're not getting half of the billion. Yeah. Like, does it not feel? 
But she made a good point to be like, look, if you get if you have fifty grand and you get a divorce, they get twenty five grand. And I'm a if, if they've been there from the like if they've been there from the get go, like I get it. Like my wife's been with me before I ever started comedy, uh, so she deserves half of whatever I have, which is close to four billion dollars. <laughs> and then, but she, you know, like I, I I'm not against, but there's a point if a guy's got a hundred and twenty billion dollars. Don't they just go, well, that's kind of ridiculous for you to get $60 billion. Like, do they not say, that's insane. We will give you, I don't know, $1 billion or $500 million or $1 billion. should put a cap on it somewhere. They should go, if you're je- there should be a cap in the divorce court to go, if you have more money than the state you're getting divorced in. <laughs> Yeah. You don't. The, the wife gets one billion dollars. She doesn't get. Who do you think has more of a right to their fifty-nine billion dollars, Mackenzie Bezos or Pablo Escobar? I mean, pa- Pablo worked. I mean, he built that <laughs> up. I mean, I don't know what she's done. <laughs> I'm kidding, but oh, oh, you, yeah, oh, you're. I was saying what you know. One acquired it through a divorce. The other one acquired it through murder. Yeah, <laughs> building a. You know. <laughs> He's taking a drug empire. I don't know, man. It's it's uh, a tough one. I'm not on board with either. You know, you know I think Pablo took the harder route. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> he was burying his money. See, that's the thing. These the cartel. I mean, how they probably have more money liquid than any of these people. <laughs> because you know, I, I am. A, I don't know what it's like being this rich, but I'm, I imagine most of their. Net worth is tied up and it's like having a lot of instruments in your house. <laughs> Hippo, hippos for yeah. Pablo. He had hippo. Yeah, he had hippos. But I would say Pablo Escobar. He probably had more cash than any of these people. Like actual, cash. actual cash. Yeah. yeah. But it was buried. He forgot, and then it like would get messed up. They, it's some of it. They stay still buried. I did uh, when I did shows for the troop. We went to Saddam's palace, and uh, and then. Uh, we so going to his palace. I feel like y'all are looking like you're one of my dumb stories. I'm <laughs> no, sorry, I've done no. a lot of things. Aaron, you want to bounce? Like, what do you want me to do? I'm sorry. Why don't y'all talk about performing in Nashville locally more? Uh, so there's I've done a lot. I've done I've been to Iraq multiple times. Uh, did show for Pablo's people. Uh, they uh, I. I did think I once when I went I went to the Astro the World Series Astros game when I was in town and I bought a ticket and I sat down and I think I sat next down to a cartel member but that's a complete judgment because he bought it was him and his whole family and I just pictured but that's that's completely probably not true I wish I hope it's true yeah you know but they look it was like the, his, his 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 grandfather and it's like it just looked like they could have been a family of you know they're big Astro fans <laughs> yeah, uh, they're sneaking in the U S yeah. just to. Go to game three? I didn't say they were sneaking in the U.S. That's you. So I said they legally came in, and then... <laughs> you just said cancer wasn't real, and... <laughs> yeah, this is a lot. And this women should, is should a not get of, any money. <laughs> yeah, this is... because what We repeat what we talked about. All right, Pablo Escobar, Saddam Hussein. Those are the role models <laughs> of, a, of what we need to be looked at. Cancer's not real, everybody. Check out Nate Land Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. <laughs> click the links. Leave a comment. Like, just like... So I performed at, uh, or when I did, we did stuff for the troops, we would stay in Saddam's palace. And so it was unbelievable. And so you go around. So the interesting thing about Saddam's palace is he, uh, he would make it, everything was painted gold. 
So it wasn't like real gold. So when you would see it, it was all painted gold because he he didn't want to. Sp- he had palaces everywhere, and so that way when people would see it, it just looks like it's gold, and people would be like, "Man, he's our leader. He's look how rich he is." And I mean, people right outside the gate, like didn't have water, and so, I mean, it's, it's the difference. So when the when the soldiers took over uh, his palace, they. Uh, I mean, I went to his, his son's palaces were on that property, too. Like, we saw where they, the, the bomb, like, came through his palace, the son's palace. But they, they were, he had lions and tigers and, like, all this stuff. So, the, like, our, our troops, like, go in, and they have to, like, fight people and then also lions. Like, because they would just be there. And they would have to, like, can you imagine, like, you're just in this, in Iraq, and you're, he like. He just had him at his house? He just like, had him at his house. Just as Like, pet. he had a safari. Yeah. And so they had to go and do that. And uh, it was, was he a billionaire? He probably yeah. They, I mean, yeah. Dude, some of those guys have crazy. Like I thought that would be the richest guys. The guys like this old money. Like some yeah. of them, they have like stupid money. That's where they are the ones that like end up like paying for Beyonce to come sing yeah. to them for one million, and that's like nothing. Like they don't, you know. But I don't. I forget. Yeah. Yeah, he was a billionaire. Two billion dollars at the time of his death. Two billion. Two billion. I mean, uh, good <laughs> I mean, good night. They're like, I wonder yeah. they Jeff Bezos. Like, <laughs> like he would just if he's sitting at his table, he's like, ah. he goes, "Hey guys, Saddam's coming over." Uh, and Saddam walks in with a bottle of wine, and you're like, he's like, "I got this for you." And they're like, Ugh. like that's how you know because I feel like you're that rich, you don't bring anything to a party. But he's like, we got two billion, so he's like. Here's a like bottle of ice farm. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll keep it over there. They roll when they open a window and just throw it out. They're like, thanks, man. And then we'll give that to the hippos like to drink wine. So we'll use that for them. Give it like, to Pablo. <laughs> Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos' wife's there, and he's like, oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> so how's it going, Saddam? I mean, you getting by, buddy? Uh, and he's like. I flew commercial over here, and you're like, oh, God, oh. He probably has COVID. Oh, God, did you – they check his temperature at the door. Can we check – do you mind if we – uh, just read this. Saddam's dead, been dead for a while. Wow. Uh, that's how I just find – oh. Yeah, we got joke, him. That joke went nowhere. Uh, so, all right, what, we, we got to be close. What are we at? We're <laughs> just over an hour. All right, uh, man, time's flying by. I did use. We did see a story where uh, you said it said once you make seventy five grand, you're no more happier. Yeah, this is a twenty ten study by Princeton University. Basically, said who's doing these studies? Uh, I'm gonna, I'll go down to the end. They they just I I want to you know you never see a study that's like. Done by Volunteer State Community College. And you're like, oh, all right, I'll hear what that guy has to say. <laughs> like, they just, it's always one of these fancy schools. Harvard. Ball State Harvard. would be like, we hear if you get to 75. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to be better off. Yeah. <laughs> Can't prove it. Dreams. Come to Ball State. We had a guy make seventy five grand one time. <laughs> they and can't even find like, anybody to ask. They can't even, like, <laughs> you went to Ball State. Just I went record. to Ball State. But did you and graduate what, from one there? day? I'll make seventy five thousand uh, dollars. No, I didn't. Yeah. know. I didn't graduate from anywhere. Serial killer went there too. Do you know that? Really? Yep. Who? Paul Who? Reed. Who's Paul Reed? What did he do? He killed a bunch of uh, fast food workers here in 
Nashville area in the 90s. A friend of mine serious? had classes with him at Ball State. Yeah, and when he finally got arrested, he killed, this is very morbid, but two people at Captain D's, two people at McDonald's and Hermitage. Three, I don't yeah. For the record, guys, <laughs> yeah, I'm not condoning anything yeah. that's been said of this. Well, Captain D's, I'm on, but the other ones are. This no, sounds so made up. He was no, just this kidding. is real. One in, and then some employees up in Clarksville. So then one of the workers at McDonald's played dead, and he lived. So he he testified to the guy, and they arrested him. And when he went through Night Court for the first time, we finally see in this guy, he's wearing a Vol State shirt. Really? And you know Vol State must have just been like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I had a friend of mine. Friend of mine had a class with. Was him. he killing him through the drive-through? Like he would. How was he doing it? Were they at work? <laughs> or was these? He... I don't know if they had a drive-through. No, he was doing it inside there. I think. I can't oh, he remember. was actually going in. Yeah. Wow. I don't. I figure you just do it through the drive-through. It was like I feel like three different fast food murders. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Your buddy had a class with him. Like he did. He say you know. Did she have any signs? Was it, oh yeah. Was it yeah? Was she, did she like you know? Uh, I think she remembers him. Did I mean, he's see, like, was he always making a list? Like, you know, like, is <laughs> he always like, he brought Captain D's to yeah. class every day. Yeah. He looked real mad about it. Though. Yeah. He goes, uh, stupid. He goes, one day, one day I'll show them. And they're like, what's that? Paul? <laughs> he goes, nothing. nothing, nothing. Paul yeah. Reed. Wow. Yeah. yeah, man. Look him up. Uh, go ahead, Nate. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so I brought, got it brought on stage one time. Uh, it was like a weird story. Then they introduced me. They gave a car to a, a vet that had no legs. And they, gave, and they gave him a car. The whole audience was crying. Wow. <laughs> he had no idea. His name was, his name was Nate. <laughs> and I, I swear to you, they give him a car. Everybody's crying. Can't believe it. And they go, all right, everybody, please welcome Nate Bargetsy. And then I come out. And, like, and I'm like, Guys, my wife's so crazy. I'm like, that's my complaints is like, <laughs> oh, you ever guys take your kids to Disney World when they're two? This guy doesn't have legs. He he's not even off the stage yet with no legs. <laughs> and like, that's it. Was just you can't bright. even use the I car. I just bombed just for got five him. minutes. No, he is. Was it a special? It was, oh, okay. No, he, yeah, he's oh. fine. Yeah, dude. <laughs> there's Paul he's Reed, a, by dude. the way. He still runs. He's faster running. There's, there's Paul uh, Reed. Oh, Paul Dennis Reed. You got to throw in the. Oh, my yeah, bad. That's that sounds whole... way more like a serial killer. All the three names. Yeah. Uh, Paul Dennis Reed. Yeah. The second you start killing people serially, he's the one that they start saying your middle. He was name. my reference to Vol State. <laughs> uh, they put down. How'd you hear about us? I go watching the news in the nineties, <laughs> and just said, "Oh, I'll go there." Yeah. When did you go to Vol State? Uh. 90 when well, I graduated high school in 97 so 98 oh you just missed him then because he was doing his well maybe he did his murders in 97 so oh, if oh he got the de- he got the death sentence wow yeah 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 uh anyway so right. you were saying 75 grand doesn't make you happy I don't know if I'm <laughs> that. anyway I mean clearly and the lottery doesn't yeah people to get like well let's cut to because we're going to be around time. We want the, I would, some of these game shows that I did find interesting was like the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was another one that where people frauded. Mm-hmm. And uh, where Guy won by having his buddy oh, audience this. cough. Have you seen it? Let's uh, oh, yeah. just play the cough. All right. 
What if I told you you just need to oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We're gonna watch a whole ad. Alright, here we go. Oh wow, you started at the beginning here. Let me get ahead to where it's uh, let me get it again. Here. Should we explain what's going on? All right, what so this guy is. so this guy uh, he went to court about this. He was having another contestant and his wife cough whenever he he would read the answers out loud, like he's trying to decide, and then they would cough whenever he would say the right answer. And uh, he won the whole million. This is in Britain, and uh, you know it's like why didn't just the other person? Play the game. The other person tried. They do the fastest finger at the yeah. beginning to try to get up there, yeah. and the other guy just didn't make it. And maybe they had a deal where this guy, if he didn't get up there, he would help him. Yeah. But uh, can you hear the cough? Yeah, a little bit here. Wait, it's five minutes. Oh, there it is, right there. I think he does it again here. That's now, why. Now they increase the volume of the cough for yeah. this documentary, but it was just somebody right, sitting there. in the crowd. That's crazy, but that's a. But this guy, he would be like about to say an answer, yeah. and then somebody would cough, and he would change his answer. Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny that you don't think that no one picked up on that. No one's like. It's so oh, obvious did. now. It's it's so obvious it. now. I guess you. Uh, you know what? It was suspicious. Is he has to say all four answers? Yeah. So he's like deliberating out loud. So he's like, ah, it could be a. Or it could be B. Mm-hmm. But then again, C. And then there'd be a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys, there's a hiccup guy. <laughs> and he's like, that. Why did they, that's what they should have picked on. He's like, I'm going to do just a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Just, I'll do it. So the, in, the, in the trial, the guy's defense was, I've had allergies and hay fever my whole life, so I've just always been a big cougher. Okay, that's fair. That's what they said. All right, that makes sense. I hate, my grandmother had hay fever. Yeah. Like, when were you born, sir? Uh, the 1900s? Is hay fever still? Did they solve hay fever? <laughs> probably have that solved. That's one of the. Whenever you hear a correct answer, they, they probably gave call. 75 grand to hay fever and they knocked that out. Like that's all. That's all it cost. Uh, I don't know what hay fever is. Uh, do the other one too. So one of the coolest ones. I remember watching this one. This thing was, I remember, this thing was unbelievable. Uh, this guy wins, and he's, use, he's not used a lifeline at all. And then he finally uses one lifeline on the last question. Um, I'd like to call my parents right now. Sure. Use my lifeline, call my parents. What are their names? Uh, um, my father. I'm talking to my father. Uh, hi, Dad. Hi. Uh, I don't really need your help. I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to win the million dollars. How awesome is that? Yeah. You really got to get it right after that. Yeah. You I know? mean, I don't think he got it wrong. That's the, no, he, he <laughs> nailed it. Uh, he's, uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's like, it, I, I remember watching it. Like, in this was when, I mean, he, that show was enormous. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was just so, it was like such a good, yeah, the confidence of that is crazy, but like such a cool thing to be like, you know, I mean, he's just that positive yeah. that he did it. Uh, all right, for us to wrap up, uh, what game show do you think you would be the best at? 
I think who wants to be a millionaire? Really? Yeah. You serious? Yeah. Would Nate be one of your lifeline no. calls? No, no. Hello? <laughs> who is this? <laughs> <laughs> He'd hang up on me. Be, yeah. You know, they changed it now. But they, I think Harper wants of... to talk to you. And then he's <laughs> the whole 30 seconds is like, who's this, Bob Ripples? <laughs> That's what my daughter calls. My daughter and niece, all the kids now, call Brian Bob Ripple Pants. <laughs> they made that name up, which is a great name. It is. I don't know where it came from, but Bob Ripple Pants. And then they call. That is very funny. Uh, there's no way who wants to be a millionaire. Well, right, what is it then? What's my answer? I just don't think it's... You want to know all the answers? Like That's like Jeopardy, dude. Like, you know... But the difference in Jeopardy, I wouldn't be fast enough to ever oh, bring in. Oh, that's a in. good point. But on here, if I can look can at it... Stall. Think I feel about like for Jeopardy, you would realize at the end of it, you've been grabbing the wrong <laughs> remote the whole time. Like, you're like... You've just been, you're like, no, dude, that's the thing that holds the pin. And you're like, ah. Oh. You're like holding that pin that you have to write. You're like, dude, I was not getting anything. You're just like, been the whole time. Mm. And they're like, mm. broke even. Broke even. Yeah. Uh, well, what is yours, Mr. Smart Guy? What was your big? I'm not, I'm smart enough not to say the one that we have to answer questions. It would be. Love connection? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I would probably be. You know, deal or no deal, where you're just guessing, like, wow. like strategically trying to guess, like, kind of stuff. It's going to be something like that. That's going to be my best chance. Pro- I mean, there's a lot of math involved in that. Well, well yeah. out. No, no, there's no math. You pick a. It's literally just a game of math. It's statistics, probability. He doesn't know what the show yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, but you just pick a, a case, and then but it's you're like, picking it based on the probability that it contains. A, a good amount of money, right? Yes, but I don't think there's no there's no like strategy to it as as much I think, as I think there's a strategy. No, because they used to people would be you, you know they could pick the prettiest girls or something like. <laughs> Honestly, well, they would do. Are those like people that. winning it? Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that's even true. Yeah, I think you'd go on Family Feud and get in a feud with your wife while up there. Like, why did, did you? Are you, are you kidding me right now? Like, that's yeah. your answer? Uh. uh I, I, I deal or no deal, it'd be something like that. Okay, where it's not knowledge based, it's not like a yeah. trivia. Yeah, I'd say, are you smarter than a fifth grader? I think that's I think that's tough. That's a tough. I don't know. I've watched that. Sh- I watched the show when I got I got every answer right, just playing along with it. The only way I only could once, kids but. Jeopardy, I was pretty good at. When they let kids the, go on, the, the, like the really young kids, the really not young the, kids, not the college kids. No, no, it's <laughs> when they let like when it's like eight year olds. Yeah, I'm like, how old's I'm Harper? Like decent eight, yeah. and so I'm like, I do pretty good. I love it. Like I'm like I always get that. So I would do good at eight year old Jeopardy. Or, or I'm saying, no, I'm not going. I don't think y'all are smart enough to do what they are saying. I think y'all would get crushed. Um, are I, you I think smarter I, than a fifth grader? I think I would have a fighting chance on mine. I think you get crushed on who wants to be. Millionaire is at least a little bit of a guess, but... Uh, I'm pretty good at multiple choice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know that. Who would you call if you were on Who Wants to Be Here? Who would be your lifeline? Uh, could be Ryan Malone, my buddy Ryan that I grew up with. He's super, super smart. Or Felix, my neighbor, is uh, just knows a ton of stuff and an unbelievably smart guy. Probably Felix, actually. Because he's... Ryan knows a lot of stuff. Felix, is his, his business is, I think, knowing... He knows a lot of things, a lot of different things. And 
very good at games. Uh, you know, wouldn't be anybody here, tell you that. Uh, I'd call the guy from the Price is Right game that we talked about at the beginning. <laughs> he actually could be a good guy to call. Yeah. He just knows. Yeah, but he knows everything. I would, if I was on it, I would get a hold of him and say, hey, I'm about to go on this game. Can you start putting your focus into this game? And then I would, like, you know, and be like, because that kind of energy, this guy figured out Price is Right. <laughs> I think you can shove that guy in any direction of any game, and he could go. He'd be all in. And he'd be all in. And do yeah, it. he's committed. He's committed. All right. Uh, all right. Well, we did it. <laughs> we did it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, we're going to figure a way to end these better. But, you know, that was it. That was a new format. That one, you know, that's pretty good. We kind of st- stick on one topic, and yeah, I like it. That's what we're doing now. Uh, maybe it's not good, but uh, you know what, guys? These are not all going to be good. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it for us. Thank you guys for listening, Nate Land. Subscribe, do all that stuff. We appreciate it. Uh, leave comments, ask questions if you have to. We're, we're trying to get some of those. You can follow us on uh, Bates, runs all the social media on there. So make sure if you have any questions you want to ask you can send to him I keep forgetting on there Uh, and uh, yeah that's it we'll see you uh, next time thanks everybody for listening to the Nate Land Podcast be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes Spotify you know wherever you listen to your podcast and please remember to leave us a rating or a comment Nate Land is produced by me Nate Bargetzi and my wife Laura on the All Things Comedy Network Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Consulting in partnership with Center Street Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast.